Welcome to The Nine Line, your news and information source for healthcare-related issues impacting Southern Nevada veterans, and a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. And now, here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray. Hi, you're listening to the Nine Line Podcast. I am Joshua Gray, and it's just me this week. Uh, we decided for whatever reason, and I don't know how it always works out like this, but John gets time off, and I'm always stuck here co-hosting with on my own by myself. But that's okay, because I have three wonderful folks here with me this week, and we are going to be talking about our Healthy Teaching Kitchen program, because everybody needs to eat, and if there's one thing I love, it's food. So joining us this week, we have Deidre Devereaux. She's our clinical nutrition manager. Uh, Carolyn Pierce, she is our inpatient outpatient dietitian. And Patricia Monica Lobo, our healthy teaching kitchen program coordinator. Ladies, thank you for joining us this week. Hey, good to be here. Awesome. So tell me just this kind of, there's there's three job titles there. <laughs> tell me a little bit about what each of you do kind of here at the VA, just kind of as a, as a way of introduction. Well, I'm Deidre. I'm the clinical nutrition manager. And really, that just means I oversee the dietitians and really support them in our program development and implementation, um, both on the inpatient and outpatient side, primary care, um, home-based primary care. We run specialty care. We we work in oncology. We're really everywhere, and we're really behind the scenes. So we're a support service. Yeah, and, right? and we had some of the um, the actual kitchen folks on uh, a while back. So do you guys are you are you kind of working hand in hand with them uh, oh, yeah. to develop kind of everything that all of our inpatients eat and that kind of stuff? Absolutely. So. Um, Really in nutrition, the beauty is that it crosses between food service and clinical where we, you know, see people who are sick. But um, and that's where healthy teaching comes in. I know we're going to talk about that. So it's super exciting. But, yeah, we work really close with food service, too. Oh, and I'm Monica. So I actually just recently transitioned into the position. I was in primary care where I was seeing veterans one-on-one um, and sometimes groups as well. But as the program coordinator overseeing Healthy Teaching Kitchen, really just um, keeping up, you know, providing the support for all the dietitians who will be teaching the class and making sure that we have availability for all the veterans. Um, there's different classes specific to uh, chronic diseases as well. So there's going to be one for diabetes and cardiac. Um, So really just making sure we have the availability to provide education for the veterans, um, implementing nutrition into their household. Okay. And Carolyn? Carolyn Pierce, inpatient, outpatient dietitian. And uh, I work uh, mostly in the outpatient setting. When I uh, started here about a year ago, my main focus has been in um, the MOVE program, which is our free weight management program. And uh, then a small piece of that was the healthy teaching kitchen. But in the past year, even with COVID, it's grown so much that it takes up, uh, well, we have so much more to offer in the healthy teaching kitchen. Uh, We did pre and pre-COVID, it was all face-to-face. And uh, since then, it's uh, it's been virtual, like everything else. Uh, but it's still been a really successful program and grown, and I'm really proud of that. So it, it seems kind of self-explanatory from from the name Healthy Teaching Kitchen, right? But uh, tell me a little bit about the program and kind of how it began and, and where it's been and, and where it's going. All right. Well, I've been here over five years. So I've dabbled in as clinical nutrition manager um, before the program coordinator position existed. I tried to run everything. So we really didn't have the capacity five years ago that we have now. 
with specialized people like Carolyn on board that are dedicated to those types of programs. But, you know, five years ago, you would see us at big events here with the VA and we would do demonstrations, right? And try to reach 50 to 100 people and provide samples and maybe a handful of recipes. In 2017, we did our first Healthy Teaching Kitchen pilot, and it was a women's health group that we did. We applied for a grant, we didn't get it, but we had an interdisciplinary team with nurse practitioners and social workers and dietitians, and we were able to reach like a dozen women at one of the outpatient clinics, and it was very well received. It was somewhere between six and eight weeks, uh, one-time gig, and we got a donation for food. And then we kind of took a pause and really picked up the program to where it is now. And this last year, we provided 68 classes and 50 solid weeks in fiscal 20 of programming. So we were solid and strong and haven't missed a beat. Okay. So why is, is something like this kind of necessary? Is there a certain challenge that's been identified? You know, you, you're talking about veterans, but you're also talking about folks that, that have, have, have some life experience, you know, but it's, um, you know, you, you, you think people can know how to cook for themselves at, at kind of this point in their life and everything. So um, what was identified for, for you guys to see this and need, see a need for, for this kind of a class? Well, um, it's, so what I have uh, understood is the VA determined it's so important. You know, they, they identified, you know, it starts at the cooking level, what we're eating and drinking. And so they said, why don't we put together a program that teaches veterans how to cook healthy for themselves? You know, there's situations, you know, people are, are on their own for the first time in their lives after losing a supportive partner. And so if they don't know what to cook and eat, and so they're eating fast food or or, you know, frozen meals, which aren't all necessarily bad, but you know, if you can cook for yourself, you know, that's the, the place to start. And so they developed the program and put it all together and said, here, go, f you know, run with it. And that's what we've done. And generally, unless you're going and getting ribeye steaks every night, <laughs> cooking for yourself is generally cheaper, correct? Yes. And I was going to add to even on a clinical, I mean, as a provider side, you know, working with the veterans, providing counseling, there was a missing component. And it's really like, what are they doing in the house, right? Like they come in the office, you know, we provide nutrition education, but then they have a hard time like implementing it in the house. And I think that's what, you know, Carolyn has done a great job on a virtual setting too, because you're actually in their home. They can look at, you know, what supplies they have, what food they have available, what they can throw together um, just with her um, demos. And I know for a lot of people, especially me, especially when it's time to diet and things like that, it's like, oh man, this food's going to be boring and it's going to be, bland and I'm not going to like it. So what what are you guys doing to kind of uh, bridge that so so people are learning recipes that they're actually going to want to not only have once, but then institute that into their, their daily eating routines? So um, with the demos, um, I send out all the information for the classes ahead of time. It's a six-week class, so I try and send them out two weeks at a time. And then um, they can go out and since they get the recipes, they can purchase the ingredients and cook along if they wanted to. Um, and so then I just go through and I'll show them, you know, from food safety initially, because I think that's the, you know, first thing that they should learn is, you know, how not to make yourself sick in the kitchen. Uh, and then just simple recipes. And I'll go ahead and I'll demo the whole thing. And um, I, you know, just seeing them see me I can tell that, you know, it's it's reaching a deeper level and just talking about it. Um, it so we've even had, I mean, I've had veterans um, 
be like Pied Pipers for me in other classes saying, oh my gosh, you know, this has been so great. Uh, um, I asked somebody how she started losing weight. She said, from that tofu recipe that you did, you know, she said, I hadn't tried tofu. And, and she's seen, you know, singing the praises to other people in the class. Oh, you, you know, you have to join this class. It's so great. I learned so much. It, it's interesting to hear that you send out the recipes ahead of time so people can follow along. Because, I, you know, if I turn on a cooking show on, on TV, on, you know, whatever channel you're watching it on, they don't tell you what it is so you can follow along. And, and it's one of those things that, like, it's great watching them make it, but I just sat here and watched you do it. Yeah, so um, I haven't really had anybody take the bait, but they could. And um, I, I remember a veteran who um, was watching from her car on her lunch break. She worked out at Nellis. And so she wasn't really the first person that I would anticipate have, you know, gone and, and made a dish. But she came back the next week and she said, I made that dish and it was so good. My family loved it. And so the recipes are simple. They're, you know, not a lot of uh, high cost ingredients uh, that we, you know, we anticipate using simple tools, kitchen tools. Uh, so it, it's been um, very beneficial, I think. So you mentioned tofu, but what's, what are some of the foods people can expect to be seeing prepared that they can institute into their, their, daily, their daily routines? I was going to mention, well, chili, I mean, this is, well, depending on the weather of these days, right? But yesterday, it was a perfect day for chili. It's always a perfect day for <laughs> That's chili. That's very true. Always <laughs> a perfect day for chili. <laughs> but, I mean, you could attest to the other recipes. Too. Yeah, so I try to do a breakfast class, a lunch class, and a dinner class, and um, and a dessert class. So Perfect. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and you mentioned too, because you, were, you mentioned like cooking classes, right? And I think um, one of the benefits of Healthy Teaching Kitchen is it's being taught by a dietitian or somebody who's being trained in the side of nutrition, which a lot of cooking classes or that you see on TV are they not don't healthy. Offer. They don't, well, <laughs> the they don't person offer. cooking it doesn't even look healthy, right? No, I get that. And they yeah. don't offer like nutrition like tidbits, like, okay, this is good for you, rich in vitamin C, you know, this is how you can. Um, boost your immunity, especially with COVID, right? Like these are the different nutrients that you are getting from this one recipe. So, so if I sign up for a healthy teaching kitchen class, what am I, what am I expecting? What's, what's walk me through what a class is like? Well, it depends on if it's pre-COVID or during COVID <laughs> and in the past or in the future. Well, let's talk about what it was and then what it's doing now and then what you're hoping to do in the future. Yeah. You know, before COVID, um, we were really just doing demos. Now, the VA Healthy Teaching Kitchen series, they actually rank us in five different levels. And the highest level, we'll, we'll talk about later, because obviously we, we want to be there. We want to be the best. That's what we're shooting for. But for starters, you do um, some cold and a little bit of hot food preparation. Obviously, you provide veterans samples so that they can, they can taste the food. And that's where we were. But before COVID happened, we got some money so that we could get equipment in-house so that veterans could cook along with us in the class. But with COVID, we can't congregate in large groups right now. Um, and even the sharing of food and what those guidelines looked like initially just weren't weren't stable enough for us to implement. So post-COVID, and, you know, Carolyn can talk about what we're doing now, but post-COVID, we're going to have people in the groups with us cooking. And, you know, Carolyn kind of talked about people could cook along with us right now. It's a perk of virtual, right? It's something that we can't replicate in the classroom or couldn't before. But, yeah, they'll be cooking along with us in the future. That's huge. Mm -hmm. 
Excellent. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we're going to come right back, and we'll be talking more about Healthy Teaching Kitchen right after this. You're listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. We'll be back with more right after this. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines and they are the very first step that let us get back to what we miss most. It's okay to have questions. Is it safe? Should I wait? Now, get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Question, what will you find on all over-the-counter or OTC medicine packages to help you choose the right drug and use it safely? The answer, the drug facts label. This label lists the medicine's active ingredients and purpose, how much to take, and warnings you should know before using it. Remember, even OTC medicines you buy without a prescription can cause side effects you don't want. So follow the information listed on the drug facts label. For more information, visit FDA a message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Welcome back to The Nine Line, Southern Nevada's source for veteran-related health care news and information. Here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray. And welcome back to The Nine Line. I'm your host, Joshua Gray, and here with us today, we have Deidre, Carolyn, and Monica, and we are talking about Healthy Teaching Kitchen. So we talked a little bit before the break about, um, you know, there, there's there's breakfast, dinner, dessert, um, but there's also more specialized classes that, that, you, that you have. Uh, tell me a little bit about the more clinically specialized classes that you teach. All right. So with Healthy Teaching Kitchen, there's a general class, right? Um, and then there's one for diabetes, cardiac, pain, and oncology. So it's, those are just the specialized classes that we have been building. Um, again, as a provider, I got a lot of feedback from veterans saying, well, I know the generals. You know, a lot of people say that I know the basics of nutrition, right? But what about if I'm diabetic and I need to better control my blood sugars? You know, what types of recipes can I prepare in order to do that? Um, and even just discussing like carbs, like they're always asking about carbohydrates, you know, how much do what can I eat? And I think a big benefit, again, with Healthy Teaching Kitchen is they can see it. Not only can they prepare recipes that are diabetic friendly, but then they could also visualize, okay, well, how, how can I plate my plate, right? Like, how, where does the carbs go? How much can I see? And I found that most veterans, they work a lot better when they're able to see that because um, that way they could just you know, duplicate it in their home without so measuring anything. It, it kind of stands to reason that there would be kind of a, a diabetic, healthy teaching kitchen because food is so closely tied to how that 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 disease impacts you. But what what is there for a cancer patient, say? Like it, it, that seems like to me something that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, cancer is managed by chemotherapy and radiation, not food. 
Interestingly enough, um, our provider who um, works in the oncology clinic, she actually decided to work, she'd done a lot of research in the area, um, Brianna Hewitt, and she decided, you know, the veterans who are survivors are actually her target audience here because really for people who have survived cancer, there's a lot of motivation there to avoid that path again. Um, and she's worked really hard to try to, you know, recruit those veterans. And the ones that come are very grateful. Um, for some of them, they need to lose weight. For some of them, they just need to get processed food out of their diet, things that may have contributed to causing cancer. So. Okay. So, so what, are, what are veterans saying about the, the experience as, as a whole? Um, I have uh, heard so many comments um, from the veterans. Um, one veteran said that he doesn't actually do the cooking, but his wife's cooking better than ever. He's eating <laughs> better than ever. Uh, and um, the the gal that tried the tofu, you know, she said, I never have eaten tofu, but you made it look so enticing. And so I've got my sisters eating it. And, and it's just, you know, I have my tofu scramble in the morning and, um, and just just trying things. Uh, another gentleman in the oncology group, we made a green smoothie with a green apple and some spinach, some almond milk. Um, and he said, I would never have made this at home. Mm -hmm. And he came back the next week and he said, I made a smoothie, you know, and he tried. It wasn't great initially. So he put this in and that in, but he tried it. And so that's a lot of what we're hearing. So how does somebody get to showing up to, to one of these classes? Is it something that, you know, they see they see a sign on the wall and it's got a time and they can just show up? Or do they have to actually be referred there by their provider? Well, most of our referrals actually come from our dietitians. So our outpatient dietitian clinics are self-referred. So anyone can call and make an appointment through the call center with any dietitian. And from there, kind of as a, a whole health plan, they'll use Healthy Teaching Kitchen as a way to meet some of their needs. So maybe like Monica said, they'll identify, you know, that would be great. I would love to do that, but I've never cooked before. And that's their barrier. So maybe the barrier is they just don't have a love for food or they've never cooked, or they really are just eating too much fast food. So we may refer them. So the dietitians actually make most of the referrals, but the providers could too. But yeah, you need to go see a dietitian first. Let's get an individualized plan in place before you jump into cooking. Let's make sure that's a good step for you. Is, is there ever a point where you do an evaluation on somebody and you look at what they're doing and how they're cooking and you go, uh, you don't need this? Or, or is this something that everybody can always cook a little bit more healthy and you're not necessarily, like, like the referral isn't necessarily a barrier to entry, right? No, I would agree. Absolutely. Um, anyone can benefit from, you know, the, the information, the resources that the, uh, the healthy teaching kitchen and dietitians are able to provide. Um, so for example, I had one veteran who came in for something, I think it was for pain management, but when, as I got to assess him when I was on the outpatient side, he ended up telling me that he wanted to lose weight, but he also wanted to learn how to cook, but he was diabetic. So that's where the individualized part comes in. So he ended up wanting to get referred to all these programs. And that's why the dietitian is the best resource because we're always, you know, up to date as far as what programs are available. You know, do you need something else outside of the nutrition um, realm of things? So that I, I would agree with that. So does that bring up a challenge then for, for what you decide to cook? Because if you're getting 
say you've got 10 people in a class and they've all been referred to you for very specific reasons, are you then taking into account why they've been referred to you in when you develop a menu for, for a class to teach? Or is it just they get referred to you and it's just kind of a, a program that you're, you're kind of just going through and doing? So absolutely. Um, I try to take into account, um, you know, the classes are, you know, um, condition specific. Uh, and then depending on funding and, and what we have in the freezer and refrigerator and pantry, then I kind of do the recipes uh, along those lines. Okay. You know, there is always something to be learned in the kitchen. So maybe you're the person who rinses your turkey and splashes bacteria everywhere in the kitchen. Like there is always literally something to be learned. So maybe they pick up food safety. Maybe they're like, oh, that's, that's how you get the seed out of the avocado without killing yourself. You know, there's always something. So no matter why they're referred in a span of six weeks, six total hours, they're going to pick up something, no matter what disease they come to us with or what concern. So is it, uh, it's, it's, a, a six-week course then? Sure or is. Okay, so it's not just a, I come this week and I didn't come next week. Um, it's something that, it, that it, it's, it's an ongoing kind of thing. It's ongoing and it builds. Um, you know, you come, you learn a bit about breakfast. You're like, I don't eat breakfast. Well, don't worry, lunch and dinner and dessert. We know you eat dessert. It's coming. Yeah, there's going to be something for you in the series. Okay. Um, obviously, COVID is the, the big challenge everybody deals with right now. But um, as far as this program goes, what would you say for each of you is the biggest challenge that you deal with uh, from each of your perspectives? Like technical difficulties, I feel like, from, again, provider side, is if they aren't trained to use VA Video Connect, which there is training available where they can, you know, call in and get set up before their appointment. Um, but I would say that would probably be the biggest challenge, you know, for those who aren't as tech savvy or if they have connection issues, which happens all the time, right, for anyone. Um, so. Yeah, and just uh, people want to be face-to-face, -face, you know. Um, the, I always say this is the worst part of the class when I have to taste the food for you on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we we're sure you suffer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sounds terrible. That's, it must be miserable. Yeah. Now, if it doesn't taste good, you tell them, right? Oh, You're honest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, I don't know about you. I do a lot of cooking. Like my food always tastes good. Like, That's what I would even, say. Too. Even if it doesn't taste good, it tastes good. You find a way. Yeah, you find a way to make it taste good. Exactly. You know, there's something to be said though for people's pride in what they cook. So you know, you kind of talked about like, is the food better if you cook it? You know, no, I don't necessarily think everything you cook at home really tastes better it tastes better because you cooked it and you put the love and the work into it and that's what we try to teach the veterans too you know just taking pride in what they put in their body so obviously aside from you know with with the virtual thing how has healthy teaching kitchen changed because of coronavirus um, well we've had to you know shorten up our classes maybe take out some of the um, as dietitians, and I think we would all admit it here, we tend to fire hose people with information. And so we kind of pared back and just thinking about what's the most important thing. You know, what's the most important thing that I can tell you today? What's the most important recipe that, you know, is kind of general but still tasty? And, and how can I help you learn that and incorporate it into your life? Yeah, you know, as soon as we all found out that 
COVID was in our community and things changed. The first thing that we knew was this program was so well loved by the veterans engaged with it and the referrals were so high. Um, you know, there's some programs you can't replicate in a virtual environment, but we knew that we could. And I think before any other site, we we took everything, both our MOVE programs, you know, our dietitian visits, everything went virtual and we maintained 100% of our capacity in all of our programs. And that's huge because we were able to meet that veteran need. Not everyone had to be able to connect and we're quite set up. And I think we've gotten there and we've maintained that level of engagement. So, you know, we're really proud of that. And we hope that a lot of things continue virtual. So that's an option. We can reach more people from different areas of our community. And when you do something for a couple of years, you kind of get ingrained in the process and everything. Uh, when something like coronavirus comes along and causes everything to shake up and everything changes, you've got to make changes. Uh, is there anything, that, any changes to the program that you have made during coronavirus that you will see going forward where, where this has kind of been a benefit because it's caused you to look at something from a different angle? You know, I, I think just adding a virtual component, I, I truly think for with most of our programs, what, and that's just in general with the VA, you find you have to go there. And especially in Las Vegas, like the guys who live in Henderson, we always hear they're like, if it's not at Southeast Clinic, we don't want to go to the medical center. You know, so being able to be mobile and really reach all the people who are interested. And that's the thing with nutrition. A lot of times you're not going to buy into it if you're not vested. But this is a way to get people interested. You don't have to commit your life to driving and all the traffic and all that stuff. Just connect with us virtually. You don't like it. You don't have to come back. Or if you do, keep coming and do more. We have diabetes classes. We have all kinds of other things that are now virtual that will probably continue. We'll bring some face-to-face -face back, but we will continue virtual. That is different. Is it one of those things that maybe you, you set up a webcam now in the in, in the clinic? And we'll, so now while you do it in person, it can also be simulcast over the over the Internet to folks, you know, something like that. It's a great idea. Yeah, that's all, great. all right, I had a great idea. <laughs> Yay, I came up gonna, with something. No. I was going to add to with coronavirus. I mean, we were able to identify, yeah, well, like Deja mentioned, veterans who aren't able to travel, but they can still take advantage of this service. And with everyone isolating at first, too, or staying at home, you know, there was a lot of like a sense of community that was built within their home and they were able to do it safely. So it's just that that is a, a big benefit for it as well. Excellent. Well, that's that's I think that's it. Is there there anything else that you guys wanted to hit about healthy teaching kitchen? No. We, we covered it all, I think. That's yeah, I mean, great. we want to see the referrals keep coming and, you know, we'll we'll increase programming. The more referrals we have, the better off we're going to be. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us today. That was uh, that was very insightful because you you think about food and it's it, it seems very simple. You go in the kitchen and you cook something. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's one of those things you can always do it better. So it's a great opportunity for, for anybody to kind of learn and uh, get more healthy food into their diet. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, that is going to wrap up this episode of The Nine Line. So thank you very much for joining us and we will see you in two weeks. You've been listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. For more information about what the VA is doing for Nevada's veterans, check out our official webpage at www.lasvegas.va.gov or follow us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Las Vegas VA. Thanks for listening. <laughs>